talk to you again a little bit more. I really appreciate uh, those who have to struggle to put titles on what don't seem to be sermons, so thank you. But I believe that God is using His Word to work within our hearts, and so thank you, God. So here is the bottom line for today. God loves you. You as a people. Uh, He loves everyone. He loves his church. I'm talking to you here today. I'm talking from my place of prayer to your, the habitation of him in you, me to you. He loves you. And his longing is to increase your capacity to discover and enjoy everything that he in his love has prepared for you. He's holding it in his heart for you. He wants you to have it. And he's asking you to allow him to increase your faith, your ability to go in and lay hold of what he's prepared for you. To not let anything hold you back. And he's coming to equip you to do that coming to equip you to do that. So both in your inward reality and your outward experience, you are walking in the fullness of what he has prepared for you. That's the bottom line. The rest of it is just kind of talking in and around it. So thank you, Lord. So I want to go back to Hebrews chapter 11. Last week, we we had a smaller number because of the weather. You hardly can figure out what that why we had a winter storm with the sun shining so nice today. and Hey, but uh, there's less people here. I spoke on the importance of allowing this faith to be expressed through your mouth, through your lips. The power that happens in that. So you can go back and get that online. And we've been talking in and around some of these scriptures before. I want to try not to repeat as much as I can. But let me just begin uh, reading here from Hebrews chapter 11. I've talked about this a little bit before. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So I need some help. So give me a definition of smile. joy that's shown on your face by an outward expression. Give me definition of smile without smiling. Look it up in a dictionary. That's that's pretty close, right there, right there. Were you describing smile or smiling? It's an interesting word, you see, because smile has actually has an action with it. So in describing it, you're describing a movement from here to right here. You did really well. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but I didn't ask you. <laughs> Go ahead, Omar. You, you just have to. A mile. <laughs> What's the S's? I didn't find that in Webster's Dictionary. Sorry. Faith, faith is a funny word. It's a funny word. It's a noun, but it's an action. It's an action noun. And we have those, laughing, smiling. We put the I-N-G on it to, to do it. Faithing, no, we probably do believing. Yes? Before we go too far with the smile thing, we have to understand that the body can only express itself in happiness or sadness. Not necessarily you are happy when you smile. Your body only has those two reactions. I don't know, we're getting into philosophy here now. <laughs> All I wanted to say was that faith is one of those words. It's one of those words that brings a whole lot of discussion. <laughs> whole lot of discussion. Now you've already had your piece. <laughs> yes? However... A person can smile when they are not happy on the inside. So if I can leave the word smile and go on to the word faith and just say faith is one of those words, because faith functions. So you will find as you read through the different translations, it will says, it, some will say faith is the assurance. Others will say faith is being assured. Some will say faith is the substance, and others will say faith is the substantiation of. Because there's, there's an action in this thing called faith. Faith isn't just a stagnant object. It has movement and function and purpose. Faith. So I'm looking this morning at the function of faith. And I believe that's what the author was looking at, was faith's function. So how does faith function? So it says here, faith is the assurance or the being assured, or some say faith is the, the foundation or laying a foundation for or faith is the substance or the substantiation of things hoped for. Okay, hope for is a future possibility of good. All right, so faith operates in this way, that I'm presented with the future possibility of good. Now, that may be real or not real. That may be fantasy, reality. It may be, may be certain or uncertain. But when I attach faith to it, that thing now takes on a life of its own within me. When I attach faith to it, that thing is allowed to have an impact on my life and an influence over my life because my faith 
receives it as reality. And now my life comes under the influence of it. That's what faith does. So I'm told that after the service, we're going to have cake. Debbie is going to fix cake for us. All right? She's not today, so cake. Okay. All right. Everybody settle down because immediately the hope <laughs> began to create a salivation in you and a ha. Huh. <laughs> All right? And because. I know that Debbie can do it, and I know that Debbie has done it, and I know that when Debbie says she'll do it, it's done. Then I haven't seen the cake. I didn't see any cake come in. I just now am anticipating cake. And that begins to have an influence over me. Would you please save me a piece? Or I'd like to pray for you, but for, just hold on a moment. <laughs> I'm going to get my cake. <laughs> Depends on how much I allow that hope to have an influence over me as to how many other things are under-prioritized in order for me to get that thing, how important that thing is. So faith does that. How many have ever been to England? All right. Let's take a, let's take a Brit here. So in London, have you been to London? All right. Describe for me London. <laughs> there's pigeons pigeon all right all right you guys were there recently so janine describe for me London. You were in London? Describe for me London. So it's a very big city, very close capacity of people. Um, you can't go anywhere without squishing people. Or apparently squishing bird poop. Bird. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of um, histor- like historical buildings which house a lot of history and it's, um, there's a lot of pride there. Hmm. Wow. So... What? And the, queen lives there. the queen lives there. Can you actually see the queen? Uh, no. No. All right. So now, if I believe their reports, this is what faith does. I hear a description. I hear a report. If my faith attaches itself to that, that's now how I picture London. That's now my expectation. I'm wearing boots. <laughs> and I have no expectation of seeing the queen. Nobody gets to see her because when I've attached my faith to what they say, it's now my reality. That's how faith operates. That's how it operates. That's how it operates in very practical things. It's a capacity that you have. It's a capacity that God has given to you so that when God speaks to you, when God speaks to you, whatever the promise in that, if your faith attaches to itself to it, then it begins to have an impact. It has a weight. It leaves a mark on your life. It has an impact. And it begins to have an influence and a governance over you because you've attached your faith to it. Now, what God has said to you 
the truth, if, that truth and the reality of what he has said to you. Now, if you attach your faith to what he says is real, then you begin, that's your reality. You begin to perceive reality in that way. So now, you have the ability to attach little or great faith. A little, okay. So now you can see in the scriptures, there's little faith or there's great faith because a person's ability to Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, he stepped out of the boat, he attached faith to what Jesus said, come. So he stepped out of the boat, he stepped on the water, and he is, he is taking those actions, and he's experiencing the ability to walk on water based on the fact that he has attached faith to what Jesus has said. However, he's also a fisherman. He knows, he knows water, storms, waves. So then when his attention begins to be distracted and moved away from what Jesus said, he also detaches some of his faith into what he knows to be reality and so that there's only a little faith which is allowing him to sink. So that's the way faith functions. What God wants for you is for you to have the ability to put your faith in his word. And especially what we've been talking about is what he has spoken to you through Christ. What he has spoken to you through Christ has to do with a complete transformation of identity, relationship, and destiny. It is absolutely life-altering. And there is so much, so many promises. There is so much blessing. There is so much power and so much authority. There is so much victory and so much freedom available to you through what he has promised you and what he has spoken through Christ. It is so far beyond what anyone here in this room, including myself, are walking in. And what he is doing is he is calling us to place our faith in his word and to be fully persuaded about what he has said. So we heard the story regarding Israel, where Israel, first generation, came, they heard the gospel, they heard the good news that God was had brought them out of Egypt, had sustained them through the wilderness, and now was going to go before them, drive the nations out, and give them this land as their inheritance that he had promised to Abraham. This was his, his word, the good news. But they did not allow their faith to connect with that or to connect with the, what others, those of faith, were saying to them, reminding them regarding what God had said. They didn't allow their faith to connect. In, in fact, they refused to be persuaded. And because they refused to be persuaded, even though God had prepared that land as their inheritance, they were not able to go in. And God wants you to go in. God wants you to go in. He's already prepared it for you. It is Faith does not create anything. Faith lays hold of and apprehends what is already there for you. 
So when a person is fully persuaded that what God has promised he is able to perform, it is there for them. When faith comes to a place of resting in absolute persuasion upon what God has said, you stop striving to make anything happen in yourself. And instead, you're simply walking in relationship with God, listening to what he's calling you to do, and responding in faith because you know that as you're walking with him and you're walking in obedience to what he has said, even the smallest step of obedience can bring you into the greatest fulfillment. And this is where some of us miss it because, and this this is kind of a little petty example, but uh, let's just do it because we're here. Let's take in a worship service. You're in place of worship, and you're worshiping God. And in your spirit, you just sense inside. You're aware that he says, step out of where you're at and freely worship me. And you don't respond to that. Instead, you stay where you're at and you sing really loud and lift your hands. That's all wonderful, all wonderful. But the faith was in obeying his... You can sing it down. I want to bring your presence down. You're not going to bring nothing down. He wants to meet you with your, his presence, but when you, it's when you step out in faith in response to him that you step past whatever it is that's blocking. A lot of times it's our our pride that's blocking, or our fear that's blocking, okay, or distracted, okay, okay, you step past that, and you're in a different zone, right? You're in a different zone. You're in this place where, God, <laughs> I don't want to do this, but at your word I will. Now you're in the faith zone where God can do. Where God can do. Is this making any sense to you? So sometimes we just kind of dismiss those little things as, as nothings, and God's so patient. He keeps giving us opportunity because he wants us to come in. But it requires faith to be able to come in uh, to where it is that he wants to take us. And you know what? That's what you need today. So now, let me just, let me just say something to you. It's very easy in your life to lay down a pattern of hearing without any intention of doing. So I listen. That sounds really good. I listen. Wow, that stirred something in me. I listened. That's fairly intriguing. I'm listening. Yeah, I believe that is true. But unless my hearing moves to the level of how do I apply this, God? What is it saying to me and how I apply it? Then we, th- we, we think we just had a transformational experience because we went, wow, not at all. And a whole lot of people think that they have, they have had really incredible transformational experiences because they could probably teach the Bible far better than I can. That's not where this transformational power is released. One person can know the Bible inside and out, be able to speak it in Hebrew and Greek, and yet never be engaging God. What is the one thing you want me to do to respond? The next person, he can know John 3, 16, it's all he's got. God, what does that mean to me today? 
I want to respond. I want, I want this somehow to be a reality, apply it in my life. That person, that person is so much farther ahead. So, this is how faith functions in your life. How's that going to change the way you're listening? How's that going to change the way that you're reading the scriptures? How's that going to change your attentiveness, your, your focus, your engagement with what God is speaking to you and showing you? I say to people going through Emmanuel, and Emmanuel's prayer is a prayer where people, we teach people to encounter Jesus. But I say to them, you've got to take that reality. If he's spoken to you, that could just be a wow experience. Or he has spoken to you. The, the, the change doesn't place by, I'm going to try and do something with this. No. Just believe when you're encountering Jesus, you're encountering Jesus. When he's speaking to you, he's speaking to you. When he loves you, he loves you. When he knows you, he knows you. Just let it get. I say, God, increase my ability to allow my faith to make contact with what it is that you're saying. Increase my ability to hold fast to what you've said without letting it go, no matter what's coming against me. Thank you. Now you guys should begin to be thanking God for the circumstances that have been happening in your life that has caused a shaking regarding your faith. But in the midst of it, you just kept holding on. So your ability and strength to endure and holding on increased. Oh, thank God. Your capacity to cut through those circumstances and actually see life through the reality of what he spoke to you and say, No! No! I am not believing those lies. I am not believing. I'm not going after those distractions. I am holding fast to what God said to me. Wow. You actually were so blessed to have gone through that. And for some of you to be going through it. (laughs) Father, bless these people. Lord, I I just simply have prepared myself before you. To let you say what you need to say. You're working in these people because you love them and you want to bring them. You want to bring them. That's the bottom line today. You want to bring them into so much more of what you've prepared for them than what they're living in. You want them to be so absolutely persuaded and see it with such clarity and with such certainty that it is their reality and they are living in it and apprehending every promise that you have ever given in Christ, the whole reality that Christ embodied. And God, we're not there, but we're not condemned for not being there. Instead, we're invited. Hallelujah. May we receive that invitation today in Jesus' name. Amen.